to the Dorky Dude Show. I'm your host, Brian Balance. And I'm Savannah. And welcome back to the Prequel Defense Force, Episode 3, Part 2. If you're going to round out something, you can't do it all at once, especially if you ramble on like we do. Um, So yeah, we're going to continue on with our deep dive into Revenge of the Sith. How you feeling? I keep calling this the final part of our prequel Defense Force series, but honestly, knowing us, there could be a part three. We don't know. That's this true. This is just part two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> true. This could be a 16-part episode just about episode three. Oh, easily. We don't really know. Easily. So if this does end up being two parts, you're welcome. And uh, if it ends <laughs> up being 16, you're welcome. That's what you're here for. Yeah. Um, side yeah. note, I don't typically listen to podcasts that I'm on uh, for whatever reason. <laughs> but, but I made you. <laughs> but you did. And I, I was like, okay, cool, because I, I edited the last episode. And I was like, all right, sweet, it's going to be good. And then I listened to it, and you, the music you put at the beginning of the last episode was the Order 66 track, which is really mean. So thanks for that. I like to pull out the emotions. Yeah. It's right in the beginning. I'm like, wow, I'm really depressed. And I'm just like envisioning Jedi being killed. And then you just hear me. Hello there. I'm like, I'm (laughs) such an idiot. I was jamming out so hard to the episode three soundtrack when I was like adding in the audio for the last episode. Mm -hmm. And I just... I can't that one track that one. makes me really emotional. And I was like, we're going to hit them hard this time. Here we go. <sighs> but at least they know what they're getting into. Yeah, they definitely do. I did not yeah. because, like I said, I don't listen to things I'm on. So I was not prepared for that at all. I was like, oh, maybe it'll be like, you know, the the music playing at the beginning of the battle sequence, you know, Battle of Coruscant. I was like, oh, dun, 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 dun. and it's like, no, sure. no, just kidding. Let's just have all your friends dead in the beginning. I'm like, Ugh. just wait until you see what music I put in this episode. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, as if I you dis- my brother I, I, Anakin. Stop. <laughs> as if I didn't dislike my voice enough. You, after an emotional music, you just hear, "Oh, hey, it's Brian, and I'm in charge now." But yeah, so <laughs> that's where we are. <laughs> this is where we You're are. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks for that. And we left. That's off. what you get for not writing show notes. <laughs> or even. Okay, you know what? I accept that. I can. That I. I. You know what? Touche. <laughs> this is why you're normally in charge and you still are <laughs> that's what that established it's like brian might seem the host but who's really in charge here <laughs> it's like a kick in the teeth it, it is like just remember we're in my car <laughs> you, can, you can scratch out diva and put dude all you want but everyone can still read diva dun 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 yeah. Oh man, I honestly didn't even do that on purpose. I just love that song. I think it was subconscious. But uh, <laughs> you did it's really like, funny. You did it on purpose without thinking about it, and you know what? I, yeah. I respect that. You know, this is why we're BFFs. <laughs> so, you know, I just I had to get that out there because I'm offended, but I also get it. So, okay, thanks for publicly shaming me. Well, you know what? I felt publicly shamed listening to myself after that. All right, we're even. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> this is what a good podcast is, right? It's just, it's yeah. just, it's just guess, uh, hosts going back and forth at each other. That's kind of what we've turned yeah. into. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. High five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> High five. Uh, so we left off, coincidentally, um, at Order 66. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't even like hear those words. Let's, let's start this off on a high note. Um, 
I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Wait, can I mention something Please. that's kind of happy before we talk about sad stuff? I would love to talk about something that's happy. And I think you already know this because I told you about it, but I, I just wanted to share with everyone. Um, <laughs> you know everything. <laughs> so after we did our first episode, wait, back up. Prior to our <laughs> first episode three episode, I mm-hmm. didn't have as much time to prepare as I usually do. And Correct. Uh, before our shows, I usually watch like a lot of behind the scenes content and I watch the movie again and like all that stuff. She does. Um, and last time I watched most of the movie, I watched a couple little bonus feature things, but I didn't like I watched the within a minute documentary, but mm-hmm. I didn't really watch anything else. Sure. Um, and after that, I was like digging into the depths of YouTube, trying to find more bonus content on episode three. And I found this entire playlist that someone put together with all these webisodes that used to be on starwars.com prior to the release of episode three. Mm-hmm. And they were really interesting and I had never seen them before. Some of them in the playlist had been on the episode three DVD bonus features. So I saw those, um, but they were not on the Blu-ray. And a lot of them were only on starwars.com like years and years and years mm-hmm. ago. So that playlist is really good. I shared it on Twitter today. I'll probably put it in our show notes as well because um, if you get done listening to this and you want to find out more about episode three or I'll probably end up referencing some of this stuff during the show, it's just really cool. Like probably some of the best bonus content I've seen in a long, sure. long time. Um, so I got really pumped about that and I'm going to get pumped about it on the show and yeah, yeah just had to share I understood that. all of that except for that part about show show notes. Is that what you call them? Descriptions, Des- Brian. Description. Okay, I know that one. I know that one. Yeah, <laughs> I know a description. Uh, <sighs> show notes are foreign to me. Uh, so yes, that is awesome. Everyone, definitely go check those out because we are all about the BTS here. Mm-hmm. That means behind the scenes. What? I don't know why I said that. We're educating people. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, totally. <laughs> So this, uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about so I can avoid this? (laughs) Guys, I got married. She got married. Yeah. Side note in the real life. Savannah got married. She's on team married now. So excited. So that was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. There you go. That's another really happy thing. Yeah. Let's keep stalling. Um, (laughs) the the pictures look great. (laughs) You got, there's a new blog post up on the dorky diva.com. Check, check that out. Yeah. Now, order 66. Okay, so here's what happened. Everyone dies. Okay, so here's what happened. Anakin, he went to the dark side and became Darth Vader and went and killed a bunch of kids. And... Okay, guys. Children were slaughtered. Here's what happened. All right. Uh, so, with the first time and almost every time subsequently watching this scene, it makes me cry. I'm not going to lie to you. It really, really gets me. Um, because the Jedi are like ideally supposed to be the guards against the darkness in the galaxy. And this was just light after light being snuffed out. And we're watching essentially the bad guys win. Um, I don't like that because I feel like in real life, a lot of times the bad guys win. And this scene hits me real hard, uh, for a lot of reasons. Um, we actually... Uh, the 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 genesis of our best friend forever ship um, was over Kiati Mundi, and um, <laughs> hashtag no filter hashtag not yeah. it. 
Our dude, yeah. Kiati Mundi, gets me. It gets me more than anybody else. And uh, it's just Silas Carson, what he is oh, able to somebody. convey in that split second of just looking around. And the worst part is, I'm my Guido. You know, you see this thing. It's a huge battle-torn thing. Uh, a tank just gets blown up. They're on a bridge. And you're like, okay, this is obviously a very hard-fought battle. And he's like, we got this. Come on, he's charging forward. And then you just see the feet. And then he turns around. And just that moment of realization. And good for him. He took a couple out. He didn't die right away. Space. You know, His just face. heartbreak. He fought so hard. Can we uh, can we pause for just a second and step back? I think it's stepping back. Um, step could back. be wrong, but for back. me, the saddest part during Order sixty six is when the boga. Oh man, yes. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about the the from the depths of Utapau, dude. And it, and then the fact that like you know that Cody and Obi-Wan had that moment before. He's like, oh, hey, you dropped this. You're going to need it. And he goes, all right, sweet, man. Let's go win this thing. And yeah. right after, he gets shot down. And that's another sound design thing they did great. You know? Yes. But Boga's scream on the way down. Just. I wish I knew what that actually was. I don't know. Hey, Matt Wood. I know you're listening. Ask Tweet him. us. At Jedi Brian. At I'll just like send him a creepy message on Facebook. Hey, Matt, what's what up? Is the boga actually general? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something that part is to me the saddest part in all of Order 66, and I think the music also plays a huge part 100%. in that scene. It's just like, oh, it's so sad. Um, Kiari Mundi was like my boy growing up because I didn't realize how stupid he was. And I really liked him because in his final moments, he fought back really hard. He did. And this is similar to like Captain Keeley in the Clone Wars. Um, Him and I'm a gun die. They literally fought until their last breath. Oh yeah. Whereas some other Jedi, Ayla Sakura, were just so blindsided and caught off guard that they didn't even have the chance to fight back and just looked a little wimpish. Wow. Um, <laughs> um, like, I get it, but I, I just really like that they had a couple Jedi that were very quick to react and tried to fight. Agreed. It's just, it makes it so much more heartbreaking because... For the ones that were caught off guard, it's like, okay, totally understandable. They're gone in like an mm-hmm. instant. Whereas like Kiari Mundi, you saw it in his eyes. The realization like flashed before him and then he had three seconds to fight back and they, they got him. And it was just, ugh. He thought they were doing it and he's like, come on, guys. Mm-hmm. And then he just looked back and everything went downhill from there. God, depresses me. Because it's always harder when if somebody can give in to their death and they kind of accept it, it's sad. But there's also like an it's almost like an okay from the person who's going through it. You know, kind of like, I mean, it it definitely made me cry when Chirrut died. But oh, I didn't just oh, I I didn't just go like tears weren't coming just for Chirrut. They were coming for Baze because Baze had to sit there and watch it. And Baze was like, "Don't go, don't go, don't go." And Chirrut's like. It's they okay. Buddies. You know, so they it's it's a, it's much harder than like if they're caught off guard like Plo Koon. You know what I mean? He's just yeah. flying there and then all of a sudden he gets shot out of the sky. Heartbreaking. He didn't see it coming. It was a real quick like, okay. But Kiati Mundi was just this whole, like there was process. 
you know? And it's like there's more suffering involved. Exactly. Whereas when Plo Koon was instantly shot down or, you know, any of the other Jedi that, you know. Oh, yeah, Stas Ali. She was just like died. riding her swoop bike and then just got yeah. shot. Like, you didn't see that coming. You're just hanging out. There was no time to like feel remorse in your heart or feel betrayal. But yeah, I think more Daddy Mundy, I'm else. sure his heart just like dropped. Absolutely. He had, he had time to realize what was happening and then took it a step further and tried to fight back. I know. Uh, That's I don't. Why do we start with this? <sighs> <You're> <laughs> awful. So, and then, and then, and then to top it all off, you know, we get, we get this, we get Palpatine is like, all right, here's your deal. Um, you're in trouble now, Anakin. Um, they aren't gonna understand, so you need to go and hit them first. Go to the temple, wipe yeah. out everyone, including the children. And uh, yeah. you see kids getting shot. Yeah, it's a Skywalker. There's too many of them. What are we going to do? And then he just, well, I know what I'm going to do. Bzzz. Kill children. Yeah, so that happened. And then, and then you know, because of that, he's like, okay, also, by the way, Separatists are in Mustafar. Clean that up as well. But so. Yeah, go take care gosh, of business. I don't even like talking about this part now that I'm thinking about it. But, so. Obviously, Padme saw the Jedi Temple on fire in flame. She saw smoke she and was bawling her little eyes out. Fair. And it's just so sad because you know then that obviously she's pregnant and that sort of fear is not good for her carrying a child True. because that stresses you out and could prematurely throw you into labor. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot to... That's a lot of burden to carry. And then Anakin, Anakin comes back and... He's all crazy-eyed. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Lies to her, basically. Fine, yeah, I just gotta go hang out with the Chancellor. He's got the crazy eyes. Soon. You know? <laughs> yeah. The Jedi overthrew him. And it's gonna be okay. Terrified. As she should be. He's talking yeah. crazy. Yeah. Okay. It's at that point when I... Okay, so you guys know I'm not the biggest Padme fan. That's why and... <laughs> I have a hard time feeling sympathy for her sometimes, but I feel a lot of sympathy for her in these moments because what the heck is she supposed to do? You know, even if she realizes, whoa, he's crazy, what are you going to do? Pack your bags and go? Where are true. you going? You know, true. he's an evil Sith Lord now. He will find it's you. True. <laughs> so I don't think she had those thoughts at that time, but if she did, what, what was she even going to do at that Absolutely. Point? It's also rough because she's been like, openly talking against the chancellor and being like, stuff's not good. Like, you know, even she says yeah. like, maybe we're on the wrong side of things, you know, where we're yeah. becoming the very things that we aren't supposed to be doing. We're like separatists. And then Anakin's like, Oh, you sound like a separatist. So imagine you're already starting to lose faith in the system. And then Anakin's yeah. like, Oh, you know, that guy that's being that all the problems. Happens. He's actually the good guy. And the good guys are the bad guys. And trust me, I got this. Like, what do you do? What is she going to yeah. do in that situation? You know, your whole world just got flipped. And in that moment, she, yeah. And in that moment, she asks about Obi-Wan. And I'm sure that ticks Anakin off because he's been irritated with her siding with Obi-Wan a little bit all along mm -hmm. and appreciating their friendship. Whereas Anakin's just like, bye, dude. You've never cared about me. You know, oh, it's, it's rough, man. Sad. It's And then you got 3PO there, <laughs> oblivious. So helpless. Yeah, me too, 3PO. Yeah. Me too. 
And then uh, somebody else notices the uh, the Jedi Temple on fire. We get Bail Organa, good guy Bail, mm-hmm. uh, goes to show I up, and him. then we get a, uh, a another Lucas Child cameo with uh, Jet. Jet Lucas, aka Zet Jukasa, which is a great name. And uh, he took a couple mm-hmm. he took a couple clone troopers out, which is cool. And then he got shot in front of Bail, front of Bail, and uh, that's no good. Luckily, he got out. <laughs> I think. Personally, I think Bale's reaction, because I was just watching this mm-hmm. again this morning, his reaction is a little not cold. Um, I'm trying to think of how to say this. I think if I had just seen a young Padawan get shot by a bunch of clones that obviously turned mm-hmm. on the Jedi, I think I would have been a little hysterical when I was flying away, <laughs> whereas he really kept it together. And I think I would have just been like vomiting <laughs> out of stress do, <laughs> out of the side of my speeder. you think you would have made it into the speeder? Honestly, no. I think I would have just vomited and like That's slipped on it and fell. I'm, I'm thinking you would. It, I yeah. think his reaction had to be what it is, or he wouldn't have got away. If he took more than a second to be like, "Oh yeah. God," you would have been shot. Clone troopers are they're <laughs> yeah. real. I just picture yeah. myself in that situation. And I just yeah. would have like thrown up and fallen. You would have been Tyrion when when uh, the Red Viper died. Just uh, like, yeah. Hey. Yeah, in the show, you know, it's just like pure shock. He's like, "Oh God!" And then it ends. In the books, Tyrion throws up like right away when Oberyn gets his head scratched. Yeah, that would be me. That would be me. But uh, yeah, Bale kept it together for the most part. Um, I definitely would not have been that person. But I think Bale is really smart. I think he knew all along something was going wrong because the Jedi Temple was on fire. He was. well, and he was close with Padme, but like prior Agreed. to all of this, I think, you know, because of his closeness with Padme, they probably talked about what's going on, something fishy, Agreed. fishy up in here. Um, so hopefully that surprise wasn't too traumatizing for him, but I would have <laughs> died. Fair, fair. So, but uh, yeah. he, so he got out, um, he goes looking for people, and um, uh, slightly before this, we get um, <laughs> Commander Gree who's an idiot, decides, oh, I'm going to try to kill Yoda. Good luck with that. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. Well, I mean, he was programmed to do that. I don't think he's an idiot. That's rude. He's dumb. He's real dumb. Can we talk about something behind the scenes related real quick? (laughs) We can talk about whatever you want, as long as it pertains to Gree being an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No. Um... (laughs) But so while I was watching these behind the scenes videos, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm Mm -hmm. sure you guys remember last time in our previous episode, I talked about how Utapau was a model that they filmed and used and then composited into shots of actors on green screen. And I did not realize this, but Kashyyyk and Felucia, I knew Felucia had an actual model as well, but Kashyyyk had an actual tree model of all these tree houses and stuff that they filmed mm-hmm. uh and i did not i don't think i knew that prior to watching these videos i mean it makes sense because obviously if you're going to do it with one planet why not just do it with all of them but um i thought that was pretty neat pretty neat i agree scale. i agree i think that's awesome i also wanted to mention and hopefully people realize this um so, like, on the beach of Kashyyyk, when you have all the Wookiees lined up, ready to fight, I think they filmed, like, five or six different Wookiees, and then 
uh, ended up like changing their gear around and just composited yep. them in to make it look like it was this giant group of Wookiees, but there were really only like five or six actors there. Mm-hmm. But with the clones, there was never a single clone uniform created for any of these movies. I think Isn't there was a helmet. Movie? I think there was a helmet for them to carry or to wear, uh, but there was never a clone set of armor which is like baffling to me that you wouldn't just make one and then copy it mm-hmm. um but yeah they like in the scene with obi-wan on the varactyl and cody is standing right there tomorrow morrison was in a skin tight blue suit holding a helmet like what yeah Isn't no it's, it's mind-blowing i learned that because i i have a set of uh clone trooper armor you know that made with the mm-hmm. uh, 501st and whatnot Mm-hmm. Um, and it's realistic, mm-hmm. which nobody does. Everyone always does animated. animated. And it makes sense. The animated kit is way easier. There's way less pieces and you don't have to be seamless and stuff. But that was a big hurdle was because I'm, I'm building something that had never existed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? At no point was clone armor. Like you said, there was no clone armor. And now and the range this, of movement is so different. Oh, forget about it. There's so many pieces. And uh, yeah, it's like make this thing that didn't actually happen in the movie. It make it seamless. <laughs> yeah. I think I learned about the armor not actually existing when I went to a Star Wars costume exhibit. I can't mm-hmm. remember the name of it. It was like something imagination. Can't remember it, but it was in um Orlando and they had all of these different costumes and they had a teeny little maquette of a clone trooper. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Wait a second. And I didn't I didn't know this. I was like, I think 15 at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had just assumed that they actually made costumes for at least a few of these characters. And then I learned, nope, they're all fake. <laughs> you didn't realize that they, they'd been used in uh, yeah. correlation with Wonka Vision? Yeah. They were all just shrunken yeah. down to size. Yeah, they just made that little guy miniature. Yeah. Which, you but, know, it's uh, pretty easy. You just put on the glasses, you get on the stage, <laughs> and then a million billion particles cross and then show up on the other side. Um, mm-hmm. They do it with chocolate. Tastes great. They did that with the uh, the planet models. They made them tiny and then they just blew them it, up through WonkaVision. Easy, easy like peasy. It's like yeah, it's like a three step process. I've seen it. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Weird, weird uniforms. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I just remember being so bummed when I was at that costume exhibit because clone troopers <laughs> are my favorite thing in Star Wars, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, cool Leia costume. Hey, I see you, C three PO. Okay, Padme, and then I was like, wait a second. <laughs> where's the clone, the clone troopers here and then there's just an arrow that says clone trooper pointing down you're like what yeah mm. yeah i was i was a little bummed but anyways fair neat little tidbit of info if you did not know that yeah it's awesome and i agree yeah. i wonder what that must have been like to be the clone trooper like to be uh, uh tamara morrison just like walking around what's up man but like did In did they have the, the bl- yeah. <laughs> did they have the blasters was he just running around in a spandex suit with a blaster because that'd be awesome Probably. I have a feeling that they did. And I, I know they had at least a helmet. I'm mm-hmm. sure it was mostly like the same helmet and they just added the different colors and stuff to it. But I remember seeing a photo of him like holding a helmet next to Ewan McGregor. And I'm sure they had the blasters too. Sure. Um. Yeah. The... I wonder what the thought process was that, that was behind that because Jango Fett was a full on costume. But then they wouldn't yeah. make a suit of armor that's clones. I don't know. Maybe just the way that he wanted yeah. to look didn't necessarily work in real life. You wouldn't because you definitely don't have a lot of range of movement as a clone. Yeah, it's not a realistic just, one. 
it's so weird to me that they wouldn't even make one. Yeah. If I ever have a person that I'm trying to get on the interesting podcast, plug, 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 uh, I'll ask him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So that happens. <laughs> and that all makes sense because the tree model on Kashyyyk is where that idiot Commander Gree tried to kill Yoda and it didn't work out, which is great. Uh, so you get Chewie and Yoda have a great moment where Yoda climbs up his arm. That's awesome. And, you, oh, yeah. and uh, we're bouncing back and forth here because I'm emotionally distraught. Uh, Yoda feels everyone get killed, uh, which is a rough scene. Yeah. Oh, and he touches his he heart does. and he like... That that is exactly how I feel. I'm doing it right now. Can yes. you tell? <laughs> that Yoda, what he's doing there is exactly how I feel whenever I watch Order sixty six. It's like, oh, this Aww. is, oh, this is happening. It's hard. Like the good and the galaxy's being snuffed out. Bad guys are winning. Children are being killed. Yeah. It's surprising that Yoda didn't die of a burn. I life. know, right? Come on, Padme. If he could have made it through, Ooh, you could have. I heard a theory yesterday about that that I was like, hmm, I don't believe it, but I like it. They said that uh, Anakin, mind you, this is the theory. I, I don't subscribe to it, so I need to put that in the front of it. I just thought it was cool. <laughs> I don't need tweets. <laughs> and uh, Don't, don't at, me. at me, at Savannah Kiefer. Uh, so they said that's that Anakin. That's my name. Shh, that's why I did it. I'm trying to protect you. Uh, so uh, they said that Anakin killed Padme, but the twins and the Force kept her alive long enough to have them birthed. And then Whoa. she died. And I was like, I like the idea. Pretty cool. But she talks. Um, so that dispels it. And I just wanted to throw that out there. Add I Savannah really, Key if you have a problem with it. Um, <laughs> I really wish... I don't even know why or how he would ever do this. But I wish George Lucas would do like a Q&A about that whole situation. Because mm-hmm. I still don't understand. And we'll get to this later because she dies later. But I just don't understand the whole died of a broken heart. Thing. I have a real life example that I'll bring up later. Okay. We'll get to that um, later though. We're talking about an idiot. Exactly. Yeah, that idiot Commander Gree who thought he could step to Yoda. Yoda wasn't even looking. Okay, so come on, man. You step up to the champ, you better have an entire battalion. And even then you're gonna lose. Yeah. So anyway. <gasps> so Yoda gets in his sweet little E. T. pod and uh he pieces out. Uh Obi Wan yeah. takes uh Grievous's little ship, which is blanking on me right now does it have a name the invisible hand is his big ship what is his little one called is there honestly name? i don't know i'm not really good mm. with ship names i usually am i apologize guys uh so he does that and then bail is like we need to go figure something out he picks up yoda and then they find obi-wan wait a second wait a second wait a second before this happens oh wait i'm thinking of something else <laughs> continue i was gonna say something but i can't say it yet until it actually happens okay <laughs> sorry uh, no wait no yes. he does crawl through the little tunnel right or is that after, after the fight that's after the fight okay when we when he crawls through the tunnel we gotta talk okay Ooh. i'm interested <laughs> okay okay so, so uh he picks up he finds yoda he picks up obi-wan and then they're like, so here's the deal. Haven't heard from anybody else. Things are really, really bad. Um, also, there's a signal being sent out from the Jedi Temple telling everyone the war is over and to come back. Not good, because I was just at the temple. It's overrun. People are being killed. And then Obi-Wan's like, well, we got to go back, obviously. And this is a little nugget that was uh, paid off in the new canon, because in the Kanan storyline, it was actually Caleb Doom who uh, basically came up with that idea of recalibrating a signal, 
when Obi-Wan was teaching a class one day. So that's like a big thing because Obi-Wan was in that little area where the signal was being broadcast and there was a, a class of Padawans. And he actually was like, you know, if there was ever a signal that needed to be broadcast across all the way, all the airwaves to get everyone to come back, uh, this is how you would do it. And Caleb actually, who's Kanan, uh, raises his hand and says, you know, is there a way to send people away if if it can have them come back? Can oh, we send them away? And Obi-Wan's like, that little smart little nugget. Yeah. And Obi-Wan was like, you know, yeah, probably. I think so. I haven't thought about that. Hmm. Cool. Good wow. question. So I didn't know that. Is that in a comic or in the? If I'm not mistaken, it was in the uh, last Padawan comic series. Um, okay. Because I read all this stuff at once, it kind of meshes. It was either in yeah. A New Dawn or the last Padawan uh, comic series. I think it was smart the last little. Nothing. I'm pretty sure it was the last Padawan comic series, which is awesome. People should check it out. But yeah, so Kanan, Kanan was involved in in this little section. Hmm, that's cool. Fun fact. Um, yeah, so that happens and he's like, all right, well, we gotta, we gotta go back. And, Ob- and Yoda's like, yeah, no, you're right. I think you're absolutely right. Um, so then, like you said before, Anakin tells Padme that he's going to Mustafar. And then that's no good. So Obi-Wan and Yoda have this tiny little fight outside of the Jedi Temple. They break back in, which is pretty awesome. Because before you saw okay. the Jedi get killed a lot. Not so much this time. This part was freaking awesome because yoda jumps on the chest of a clone trooper and stabs him in the heart i know what a badass way to kill him chucks the lightsaber across the thing goes into him that's so cool such uh, a great moment my husband oh i can say that now my husband has a statue of that scene and the lightsaber lights up and it is so so awesome i've been staring at that statue for like 10 years I think it's he was so too, cool. and then he finally just got one. <laughs> good man. It's a good man. And he got the light That's up one. Cool. That's so cool. That's just such a cool scene. I saw someone one time actually cosplay as that clone trooper, and they had a lightsaber, th- like, uh. you know, through them. And you could go up and pretend to be the one, like, stabbing them. <laughs> yeah, right? That's so cool. <laughs> Sounds weird to say, but yeah, you get it. Not if you're Savannah. It was pretty neat. And I think the lightsaber actually lit up and everything. What? Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I've seen another cosplay of a rebel trooper and Darth Vader's lightsaber is going through his stomach and it lights up and looks really cool. Yeah. That's a great, great moment. I just love how it's Obi-Wan and Yoda back to back. It's so cool. I know. Um, Yeah. So that's a really great scene. And then Yoda's little like, shoots it back and then just puts the lightsaber away. I'm like, awesome. No big deal. Like nothing happened. Exactly. A couple Jedi masters taking, taking their temple back, which is great. Um, so they infiltrate the temple. They find bodies of younglings, which is very distressing, especially for Yoda. Cause Yoda spends a lot of his time with the younglings. That's like, baby. that's like his job in the temple. Cause he's the grand master and the council meetings. He's ahead of everything else. But at, like his day to day, he, he, he teaches all the younglings. That's why in episode five, you know, when, um, when Ben's telling him, he's like, oh, was I any different when you trained me? And everyone's like, what about Qui-Gon? He goes, trained by Yoda first. Every youngling yeah. is trained by Yoda first. Um, so that's like his thing. You know, truly mon- truly wonderful the mind of a child is. Like, kids are his legacy. Really, really cares about them. And then, well, he comes home and they're, and they're killed. And even more so, he finds ones that was killed by a lightsaber, which is nuts because Yoda doesn't know that Palpatine is a Sith yet at this point. So yeah. it's like, who could have done this? Who the heck is doing exactly. this? Exactly. 
And then I think Yoda, being attuned to the Force, I think he definitely knows who it is before watching the recordings. Because he even tells Obi-Wan, he goes, don't look in the recordings. Like, there's nothing but bad in there. Your heart will hurt. And Obi-Wan's like, I gotta know. Gotta know, gotta see it. Because I think Obi-Wan knew too, and he's just like, I gotta check. Yeah, he's like, it can't be. Nope, I know what I'm feeling. but gotta check my heart. Exactly. My brother wouldn't do that. And uh, he sees him cut down Shakti in the recording. Mm -hmm. And Syndralic, who is uh, Nick Gillard. Pretty cool. Nick Gillard is uh, his little moment. In episode three, Shakti, fun fact, gets killed twice in episode three. Once in a deleted scene by General Grievous and once here in the recording. Mm-hmm. Um, and then doesn't she... Wait a second. Mm-hmm. I thought she also got killed or she survived and made it to the Force Unleashed. Correct. She did. But that was never canon. That was never canon? No. The old EU was... The old, yeah, the old EU was never canon. Anything let's like, oh, like oh, all the I get old, what you're saying. yeah all the old comics. I get what you're saying. Nice, the old Republic yeah. was never like. Eh, it's not. I canon. got you now. Yeah, I got you. Now. Yeah, because she's wearing like that particular Weirdo, outfit. Outfit. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say it. Okay, I'm not going to. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So, <laughs> so technically, yeah, Shakti gets. <laughs> if you want to add that, we get. If you want, you have three different ways to watch Shakti die. If you're into that kind of stuff. Um, so yes, he sees uh, Shakti die. Fast forwards a little bit, and then he sees uh, Anakin become Darth Vader, which I cannot imagine the amount of pain he must be feeling at that moment. Because the last time he talked to him, he's like, "Dude, it's gonna be cool. Just keep doing what you're doing. You're awesome. You're gonna be a Jedi Master soon enough. Like, game time, man!" And he gives yeah. him a little pep talk, and he's like, "I'm really proud of you." And the next time, it's like, "Dude, I left for a couple days. What <laughs> happened?" You know. Yeah. Oh, I saw another theory. Wow, I don't know why these theories are popping into my heads now. Where are you uh, finding these at? I'm on the internet a lot, mm. um, and Star Wars just finds me. Um, someone was talking about how um, when Mace Windu told Anakin, you know, if what you've said is true, then you have my trust. Go wait in the council chambers, and I'll be right back. You know, like we're about to go into this fight with Palpatine. You're conflicted. It's going to be a problem. Wait there when I get back. Mm. Um, somebody said, "What if Mace Windu said that?" Because after he handled his business, he was going to come back and having gained his trust in what Anakin did to save the galaxy would have made him a master. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, it's a rough one, huh? Wow. That, that, that theory I like a lot and I actually, I, I'll subscribe to that one. Yeah. I know. I know. Anakin, man. One off his meets his destiny on the path he chooses to avoid it. That's what wow. he did. I know. Let's just add more heartbreak to this one. I know. This is let's let's take a moment here okay. and talk about Anakin and Kylo Ren. All right. <laughs> you want to do this here? <laughs> I think I want to do this here. And I'm so sorry, Charlotte and Caitlin, if you're listening. Oh no, where are you going? Don't with take this. this. Don't take this personally. This is not I where I thought so, we were going. I get so irritated when. People want to say that Kylo's story is tragic because I don't think it is. And I'm listening. I'm saying that because Anakin was truly manipulated by someone. Yes. Truly and completely manipulated. Agreed. And his choices were, all of his choices were directed by manipulation. Okay. And he fell in love. You know, he that's did. understandable. Mm-hmm. That was his 
doing. Yes. But, you know, Order 66, yep. killing younglings, going to Mustafar, et cetera, et cetera, Choices. were manipulated by Palpatine. Okay. To an extent. And to an extent. And I feel like Kylo's fall was mm -hmm. mostly his own choices without manipulation. <clears throat> hmm. And I know that Snoke had a huge part in his mm -hmm. choices, but also Snoke was nowhere to be found during a lot of his major decisions, like when he decided to turn on Luke and burn down the temple, mm -hmm. kill the other students, yep. kill his own father, kill his <sighs> close to father, you know, his uncle. Mm -hmm. He killed his own master. Mm -hmm. And to me, I don't find that tragic at all. I think he's just a jerk. All right. But I truly think that Anakin's story is so like, sad to me because it is a tragedy absolutely and he thinks he's doing the right thing and he thinks he's protecting padme and their marriage and their children and their future when in reality he's being a little puppet being yes. played by you know palpatine and i just don't view kylo in the same way and i know a lot of people are going to disagree with me and that's totally okay and i respect everyone's opinion but I I don't feel the same way about Kylo Ren as I do with Anakin because I don't view his choices as being manipulated as much. And that's why I feel so sorry for Anakin is because okay. I think he was just so like shrouded with confusion and someone else kind of telling him what to do. Hmm. Let me get off my soapbox now because I don't even know if that was said clearly, but I think you get the gist of what I I'm do saying. get the gist. And as your co-host, I'm gonna I'm gonna back you up here for a second. So I'm getting up on the soapbox. <laughs> here we go. A little bit of theater for you. Alright. Ooh. I didn't expect to go down this road. Um he, they're they're not the same thing, in my opinion. Like very, very little similarities. Bloodline, sure. Story significantly different. Um, the The other problem is we don't have the full context of Kylo's story. Um, like, what kind of a master was Luke? You know what I mean? It does talk about in Episode 8 that uh, Luke looked into his mind and Snoke had already pretty much turned him, right? So Luke made the mistake of like, okay, this man's going to be a monster. And for a second, thought about it. He didn't try. He didn't swing at Kylo. It was a second where he turned the lightsaber on and then immediately was like, what am I doing? You know, the, the, mm -hmm. the big difference, I think Anakin knows what he's doing is wrong, but he's not thinking mm -hmm. about it in the sense that he's only thinking about himself and he's only thinking about Padme and their baby. Right. So what he sees it yeah. as like, you know, and uh, a means to an end, you know, whereas Kylo knows exactly what he's doing. He straight up tells Han Solo, like, I know what I have to do. I just don't know if I have the strength to do it. You know, it's like, I know I have to kill yeah. you. That's what Snoke told me to do. I just, you know, I'm having a real hard time because you're my dad right now, but I can do it. Yeah. You know, the, the difference is Anakin made choices. Absolutely. 
they were definitely manipulated, you know, emotionally from all the way, like never feeling accepted by a lot of the, uh, the Jedi order as well. Having been told from like nine years old that you're the chosen one. So having the pressure of the galaxy on you, you know, and then you have like, he's never truly honest with anyone. Therefore, he can't confide in anyone outside of Palpatine. Who's the person who's the problem? You know, like the idea. Yeah. So like, we'll, we'll go, I'm going to jump ahead for a second. Um, when Obi-Wan goes and sees Padme and he, and he says like, you know, the baby's Anakin's, isn't it? And she doesn't say anything. He's like, I'm so sorry. Like Obi-Wan truly means that because Obi-Wan and Satine, Obi-Wan knows what it's like to love someone so much so that you would leave the order. You know, Obi-Wan knows what it's like to lose someone. So if Anakin had confided in Obi-Wan, come on, dude, like things would have been different. You know, whereas Kylo, Kylo is a manipulator. You know what I mean? Like, I really, really like Kylo Ren in episode eight because he embraces being a villain. You know, so much so like when Kylo asks Rey to join him, that has nothing to do with Rey. It has to do with him. He's alone now. He just killed his master. He has to deal with that. He's alone. So he's like, listen, you're nothing. You're no one. I want you to feel terrible about yourself so that you'll say yes to me because I'm alone. You know, he straight up tortures her in episode seven. Like he, dude, he's like such him. a good villain now. In episode seven, you know, he's crying. So I don't know what to do. Episode eight, he straight up tells Luke, like, uh, like my favorite moment of Kylo Ren's is when he's talking to Luke and he's like, I will destroy her and you and all of it. And I 100% believe him. I think he is yeah. full on, like, I'm in charge yeah. now. I'm the supreme leader. This yeah. is who I am. He's fully embracing it. Anakin embraced yeah. being Darth Vader because there was nothing left. He went and killed all the Jedi because it reminded him yeah. of who he is and he's punishing himself. You know, like in the latest episode, in the latest issue yeah. of the Darth Vader comic, which I'm always talking about, my favorite comic series of all time. Uh, so Palpatine, so good. after the Inquisitors pretty much wipe out all the Jedi that they know of, Palpatine's like, Vader, I got a present for you. And he gives him Padme's uh, starship. Yes. He gives it to him as a present. Ship? Dude, yes. it's so I dark, saw that. Right? So he, he gives it to him to <laughs> remind him of what he lost. He's like, oh, I got a present for you, Anakin. Check this out. Oh, yeah. You know your wife that you killed in your anger? Here's her ship. Just a little, you know, because Palpatine's horrible to him. Yes. Real quick. I have to tell you Please, a, yes. a little story about how I saw that. So... I think Charlotte liked this uh, Twitter thread mm-hmm. about all these Padme facts. And it's just, I can't remember the guy's name. I wish I did. I would mention him, but I can't remember his name. But he's just been tweeting different Padme-related yes, facts awesome. for like the last, I don't know, year and a half or something. Yeah. And he like included that panel of the comic. Well, the next day, Sean texted me yeah. that panel from the comic with the ship and everything. And I just said, that is cold because i was just i didn't really understand the context of it when i saw it on twitter and i think he gave me a little more context and i was just like whoa that is some cold-hearted evil stuff right there yeah (laughs) dude it's dark you know it's like bitter that you're gonna be riding around it is a constant reminder of what you lost on your own accord because you killed her yeah you know like yeah he's just torturing him all the time and then yeah so the next issue uh palpatine's like oh you know what do you want to do next and Vader's like, I want my own planet. And he's like, what? He goes, I want my own planet, and I want it to be Mustafar. Yeah. He goes, all right, cool. Yeah. So what he does is he actually flies the Nubian into Mustafar, turns the shields off halfway, and so it burns up in the atmosphere on the way down. 
and oh like half the crew what the heck? Dude, half the crew almost dies like the ship catches fire when he lands it's completely mangled and destroyed he goes that's better like anakin oh my god anakin is a tragic character because not only does he lose everything seem by his own hand he also mm-hmm. knows that and he's constantly punishing him for the rest of it. He's punishing himself. Yeah. Kylo yeah. is not punishing himself. Kylo's like, yeah. I did what I did. Do I hurt? Sure. But Supreme Leader is dead now. I'm in charge. At no point was Vader like, I think like when he finds out that Luke is alive, he goes, actually, yeah, we can overthrow Palpatine and that'd be awesome. You know, but not because yeah. of the love of his son, but because of the hatred for Palpatine. It's always yeah. been that. So I I agree with you in the sense that I've never found Kylo to be a tragic character because while there was absolutely manipulation by Snoke, given what we have now, I don't think there's enough to say that a lot of the, he, he knows what he was doing. You know what I mean? Anakin was like plagued by nightmares all the time. And like, I'm not excusing what he did because he did what he did, but I will say there were way more hands in his story leading to his fall seemingly than kylo like i feel sorry for anakin i don't feel sorry for i totally agree with that absolutely uh i mean i'm 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 still extremely bitter that he killed han solo for no reason um i can't even talk about that you know i actually like i literally don't like that (laughs) i actually thought about you know we never did an episode seven review or an episode eight review so maybe one day We'll do that. Yeah, we'll do that. That soon, way, that I way, promise. it'll be. I would really like to talk about episode seven Good. because that way it'll be both. I think a lot of my opinions have changed on episode seven, and like for the better, you sure. know. Um, whereas if we had talked about episode seven like right after it came out, <laughs> I would have been like, "Yeah, I love it. It's great." Blah blah blah. You know. Whereas now I'm like, nah. "See, I'm." I have reasons. <laughs> yeah. See, I think it'd also be a really good if we did those because, like I said, we haven't done them yet, and also you liked episode seven i do not like episode seven you did not like episode eight i liked episode eight so it'll be dorky diva show fashion in that one of us likes one and doesn't yeah that's what we are (laughs) we gonna fight yeah but yeah i think man anakin is just so sad it's heartbreaking because he's he's been a bleeding heart since the beginning he was too old when he began his training let's be honest it is what it is um but yeah it's it led. It led. It all led. It all snowballed. You know. While I don't necessarily like care for Padme's character in this movie, I feel very sad for her as well because she saw the best in him. You know, and she did. I think she knew he had a crazy side, but obviously. You hope that that will go away. And she probably felt like her love could save him and help him and heal him. And it didn't. Exactly. And what options does she have? That's her husband, the man she loved her whole life, This, this, the father yeah. of her child. You know what I mean? Like, I can't imagine the position that you're in there. And then you just saw him and he goes, oh, it's going right. to be fine. And like, you feel it's wrong, but also you're like, I don't know, maybe it is. And that's what I was saying. Like, what does she even do? If she did even want to go and leave, what? She's not going to be able to do that. Exactly. Exactly. And then you're confronted with the truth. You know, Obi-Wan shows up and is like, here's what's going on. I need to know where he is. You know? And like, can you imagine that position being Obi-Wan? Because Obi-Wan, so Yoda and Obi-Wan watch this recording, right? And Obi-Wan's like, I can't do it. I'm sorry, I can't. Uh, you find somebody else. You know, I'll go after the emperor, dude. Mm-hmm. I got it. I can do that. I cannot kill Anakin. I don't have it in me. 
And Yoda's like, you don't have a choice, man. Like the galaxy is crumbling as we mm-hmm. speak. This is our job, you know? And then he's like, I don't even know where to look for him. And he's like, well, I think you do. Yeah. And so he goes and he sees Padme. And then to give her that truth of like, he did it. This is him. And uh, I got to know where he is. And then Padme's confronted again. Do I tell this guy who have I trusted with everything where he is, not knowing exactly what his intentions right. are? I got a bad feeling about right. it. Or do I just not? And she holds true to Anakin. Yeah. You know, she's like, I, I can't. I'm sorry. Well, that's her um, husband. That, she has God, to. Exactly. And just that, God, the heartbreak of Obi-Wan when he says he's so sorry. I know. Because uh, he knows. It messes me up, man. He does. And he knows what it feels like, too. That's yeah. the other thing. He's not just being comforting. He's being comforting from a place of having been there with Satine. Ugh, you know, I can't talk like, about that either. <laughs> it's rough. It's rough. This Ugh, movie. Man, she God. died in his arms. She did. In she... his arms. Dude, everyone Obi-Wan has loved. It, like his master, Satine, has in died his in his arms. God, Obi-Wan. And that's why, Obi-Wan, that's why Obi-Wan's one of the greatest Jedi of all time. Because even through all of that, never lost faith. I Stood know. in the desert for 19 years. Obi-Wan's it's amazing. So, so he uh, he sneaks onto Padme's ship. Anakin kills all the Separatists. You get a great moment with Newt Gunray begging for his life. That was awesome. <laughs> that was great. You know, so, yeah. <laughs> what city has promised us peace? And it wouldn't know. I don't think so. Um, yep. So that was pretty great. Now, did you see that poll that I put up last week? It was a two-part poll with, between Vader and Kylo? Yes, I did. Okay. Can we get into this? Sure. Okay. So this is a fascinating thing to me, right? When you're looking at Darth Vader, right, in the black armor and everything, when you personally look at it, do you see Anakin Skywalker or do you see Darth Vader? Darth Vader. Okay. When you see Kylo Ren in episode eight, do you see Kylo Ren or do you see Ben Solo? Kylo. I never see Ben Solo. I don't either. Ever. And that's been an interesting thing because with the poll, I would say a good 25 to 30% saw the opposite. So they looked at Darth Vader, they see Anakin. They looked at Kylo Ren, they see Ben Solo. And I've been trying to figure out the thought process behind this, why people see what they see when they see. And mm-hmm. so a common conversation that's had a lot that, I mean, I don't think we'll ever possibly, I don't know, let's just get into it. What point do you think he truly became Darth Vader? And at what point is he still Anakin? Because you see him accept the mantle of Darth Vader right there after killing Mace Windu. But you also see him murder younglings. But then you see him kill the Separatists and you have that shot of him like when he's crying. You know? I see him as Vader as soon as he kneels. From from that moment on. Yeah. And obviously like he still looks like Anakin, but you know that his intentions are now different and that he is just totally mind wiped and... I see I see Vader. Um, From that point on. In the crying scene, it, it I still see Vader, but it's hard because of the shots with Padme too, and you're like looking at both of them and mm-hmm. they're ugh, you know. But yeah, I, I do see Vader even before he is in the suit. In the suit. Yep. All right. I don't see Ben Solo ever. Mm-hmm. Except for in the shot with Luke when he pulls the lightsaber on sure. him when he was young. I don't ever see Ben Solo any other time, though, because he's still bad. Sure. Okay. Whereas to me, Anakin is when he is good. 
And when he goes bad, it is Vader. Fascinating. Fascinating. What about you? you uh, I go back and forth. Um, not, not with what? Kylo. Kylo's Kylo Ren. I, oh, I've, okay. The only time it's been solo is when he was a Jedi. You know what I mean? For me. Uh, because Kylo is a title that he took on. That's something that he embraces. I, like, It's who he's choosing to be. You know, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Um, like I said, there's so many times in episode eight when he makes a clear choice of like, this is who it is. Oh, you think you're the Supreme Leader? Chokes him. I'm the Supreme Leader. I'll kill her. Like, these are very definitive things that he's choosing to do. You know, but then but then you have the moment like he couldn't kill his mom. He killed his dad, but he couldn't kill his mm-hmm. mom. So you're like, hmm, wonder what that is. But I still think it's Kylo. You know, it is, it is what it is. Um, yeah. With Anakin... It's very complicated because Anakin is a good person, you know? And then Mm -hmm. when he makes these decisions to go to the dark side and start doing these horrific acts, it's like he knows what he's doing is wrong. And it's not, I don't know. It's like he's he's able to put his hand down and do what he needs to do. He's able to walk into a room and kill children thinking about saving his own. But at the same time, like the reason I go back and forth, like he... He shows remorse, you know, to an extent when he's crying on Mustafar waiting for Padme. When he sees Padme again, he's crazy, but he's still like, I did it. You know, like he thinks the job's done. He's like, I was strong enough in the dark side. Now I can save you. It's going to be cool. But then he sees Mm Obi-Wan and goes right back into it. It's Mm -hmm. like the the personalities of Anakin and Darth Vader are fighting for who gets the chair, you know, for anyone who's seen Mm -hmm. Split, which is awesome. Um, I think, um, real quick, I think it's easier for me to feel sorry for Anakin and not Kylo because um, with Anakin, we saw him as a child and we saw his sweet heart and curious nature, happy nature, but we don't see have Like I said, we have very little context for the entirety of the story with Kylo Ren. You know, you have one side of the story, you have the other side of the story, and then you have what little bits we can gather from it, but we don't know what, what was Luke and Ben's relationship as a master and apprentice was yeah. it really good and what was, was it not and what was ben like as a child like we've seen it in some of the yeah. books but i don't really care for those books and he's so a child like dude when when last shot he's like yeah. six years old like can't even talk yet and doing whatever like you know he's a, he's a baby like what was anakin like at six it doesn't matter <laughs> you know give me the story once he's in yeah. the training once he started training with luke what was that relationship like was there dissension with episode two you know anakin and obi-wan are just butting heads the entire movie so it's like, okay, that makes a little sense. I thought he was way younger than six in that book. Oh, yeah. No, he was like three. Oh, okay. He was okay. Like, like he, he couldn't even say Lando yet. Yeah. yeah. He was He's like a little baby. Little baby young. thing. Very young. Yes. I'm yeah. terrible at children's ages because I don't have kids. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's the other thing. We have such... I'm like, six-year-olds can talk. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Don't put your stories on to me. Uh, don't know about you as a Yeah, child, exactly. But... I didn't speak till I was 12. Um, so, so, uh, you know, that's the thing we, we have no story. So obviously a lot of this is just pure speculation about what we do. And everyone comes to any sort of story with their own sort of lens. Um, but given what we know, like that, that's the key, that's the key difference here. Uh, for me in seeing mm-hmm. Ben Solo is like, like I said, I, I love Kylo Ren as a character. I think he's awesome. We have 10 seconds of Ben Solo when he wakes up, mm-hmm. like that's it. And then we just got to trust his word, but we know he lies. And we've seen him manipulate time and time and time again. He doesn't care about Ray. You know, he only cares about himself. He killed, like the idea when he killed Snoke, 
I sincerely doubt that he killed Snoke to protect Ray. I think he killed Snoke because he's been tired of oh, yeah. down by him the whole movie. Like he called him a child yeah, in a mask and like he's just been horrible. Kylo Ren's had enough, takes the initiative and is like, there's six guards here. I might need a little help, but it's all selfish. He's only ever thinking about himself. You know, whereas Anakin is doing these horrible things, yeah. thinking about himself, but also having lost his mom in this horrific way and doesn't, he's like, I guarantee he's like, I can't go through that again. And that was my mom. That wasn't my pregnant wife. You know what I mean? That yeah. already has been kept in secret for these, for these years. You know, it's like, there's a lot going on. Uh, we just have way more context with Anakin, which makes that seeing the full arc of the fall, you know, where it seems to me that while Snoke definitely turned uh, Ben against Luke, it was definitely a conscious choice. It was almost as if Ben was just yeah. waiting for the opportunity and Luke gave it to him by showing up with his lightsaber on. You know what I mean? As opposed to Anakin was yeah. like, uh, wakes up one day, has a nightmare, confides in Palpatine, the wrong person. And Palpatine's like, sweet, we're gold. Hook, line, and sinker. Um, and then he had stuff on him, you know, having murdered a village of Tusken Raiders, having murdered Dooku. Like, nobody else knows those things except for Palpatine. Obi-Wan thinks Dooku just died in the battle. He doesn't know that Anakin, like, killed an unarmed prisoner. Only Palpatine knows that. You know? So it's like all this yeah. stuff uh, makes sense. And it breaks my heart. But yeah, I was just thinking about that. Just it thinking about that. It breaks my heart, too. So, so he, uh, too. he stows away on this thing, and then Yoda is like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go have a chat with this Emperor guy. And he shows up in Palpatine's office and we get a great moment with the Royal Guards. We just boom boom. Yes. What's up, man? And I just and I just and then uh yeah. uh you know that great moment when he's like, Oh, you survived. He's like, Oh, you surprised. Hmm. Interesting. It's so I know he's great. Just like, so great. <laughs> and, uh Ian McDermott's performance in the scene yeah. is so good. It's been like I know. He's like so yeah. disgusted you know, and irritated. Green friend. I was like, oh, snap. And then friend. he shocks Yoda and you're like, oh, this is yeah. it's pretty real. This is pretty real. It's this so is good. getting real. This scene always makes me think of Caitlin now because oh, really? <laughs> I think she hates it, I guess. I guess she mentioned it. And yeah. Did you not know that? I think I did. I may have just forgot. I think she's like very perturbed by this whole scene of them like throwing the Senate pods at each other and all that. And I don't know. Every time I watch it, I just think of her now and I laugh. Really? I can't even take it. Seriously. Yeah, I have yeah. the memory of an Alzheimer's patient, so it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh... I don't. I can't even remember when they mentioned that. Maybe when they were doing like their little machete order. I series, bet it was, but... which is great. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's pretty funny. So they're awesome. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I I have one problem with the scene, and that's when they have th this moment when they lock their lightsabers, and it's just the tips. I was like, "What happened here?" Yeah, <laughs> it's like a weird yeah. little editing, like visual effects section. I was like, "Yeah, mm, we could have just made his lightsaber longer, moved Yoda closer." <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's my biggest yeah. issue. But I I do like that Yoda pretty much says like, "Only one of us is walking out of here." You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's 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 pretty hardcore. And it's gonna be me. Yeah. That's yeah, it's pretty saying. hardcore. And then they have their they have a battle, which is pretty awesome because you have, you know, the the top of the light side and the top of the dark side facing off in the Senate. Um, which is pretty cool because they're fighting in the hub of the Republic, fighting for the heart of the Republic versus the creation of the Empire. You know, because Palpatine's declared it and it's like this is this is one guy, Yoda, standing in between the Emperor of the new Empire yeah. that's going to subjugate the entire galaxy. 
Like it's a it's a heavy scene. Imagine how everything would have changed had Yoda won and killed. It Palpatine. dude, it would have been nuts because this would have been everything would have gone back to normal because Anakin wouldn't have anyone to feed his But would it fire. have because this happens this battle happens after Palpatine comes forward and says the Jedi attacked him and left him scarred and deformed. And then a Jedi would have killed him. Yeah, but I I think after time, <laughs> I don't know if he would have fully, I don't think he would have gone back to the Jedi, but he wouldn't have become who he was. And I think he would have ended up with, you know, Padme had she not died in childbirth or if she had died in childbirth still, I think he would have had some involvement with the kids. Oh, oh Anakin specifically. I was thinking about the galaxy yeah. as a whole. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, Anakin, no, no. yeah, I can Anakin. agree with that. I can agree with that. Um, He'd have yeah. to be on the run though. I think he would have been mangled up still and he would have had to have, you know, fake limbs and whatnot and heal from all that and then heal with his relationship with Obi-Wan and the Jedi. I don't think he would have gone back to be a Jedi, but he would have pretty he would have probably had a pretty normal life. Um But can you as the chosen one? No, but he wouldn't have become the dark lord, you know. Absolutely. It, it it's so interesting to think about what could have been though because let's pretend Padme didn't die in childbirth let's say she just you know she was hurt took her a couple days to recover she had the kids mm-hmm. he was very mangled up it took him quite a long time to be fixed and oh, you yeah. know heal physically like what would their marriage have looked like at that point and what would happen between him and Obi-Wan? Like, would they be able to forgive each other? Would they be able to ever see each other again? Would like, I think that would depend on what would have happened prior. Like, would they still have had that exchange where he's like, you know, I bought peace, freedom, justice, and security to my new empire that from his point of view, the Jedi are lost. Like, how much of that? I think they, I think all of that would have happened because Palpatine wasn't there to facilitate that. Sure. And they would have fought still, I think. But once everything went down, you know who who would have come to his rescue? Would someone have come to his rescue? I think he would have died. Or not? What if? What if he was just left there to die? I bet that's what would happen. I think. I think Obi Wan like, would have definitely left him because you know by then he's lost. You know, point, I mean, Anakin's yeah. incredibly yeah. dangerous, you know, yeah. and uh, yeah. I, How interesting would that be, though? And then all of the two bad guys are dude, out. And then it would have been just up to Obi-Wan and Yoda to try and figure some way and bail and Padme. Maul would have still been out there, yeah. though. Yeah, but he's... We know that Exactly, now. exactly. Yeah, that would have been nuts. I, I always, I mean, obviously Qui-Gon is forefront of my thoughts all the time. Uh, yeah, really? Yeah, I don't He's the guy, he's in episode one. He was, um, uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. He had the green lightsaber. Yeah. Okay. I think. I don't know. Anyway, he was the guy that trained Obi Wan. Uh, and I always think about, <laughs> I always think about if he'd survived. I don't think any of this would have happened. Really? I do. I, I, I think that if Qui Gon had trained Anakin, the way that Qui Gon taught and how honest he was and how uh, good of a listener he was and how much of a maverick he was in the way of the Jedi, I think Anakin would have confided in him in a way that he didn't with Obi-Wan. Therefore, he wouldn't have confided in Palpatine as much. And I think Qui-Gon would have been like, I get it. Because Qui-Gon 
uh, fell in love when he was younger and the woman that he loved died. And so I think Qui-Gon would have been much more understanding because Obi-Wan was definitely full of himself in episode two and episode one. He's like, okay, yeah, I guess I'll do it. Like he trains him out of obligation. Whereas Qui-Gon was like, you're special. So much so that I will throw away everything I have right now to put everything I have into you because I believe in you. And that's what Anakin Mm -hmm. needed. The problem is he got it from Palpatine and not Obi-Wan. Yeah. You know, so I that that's my theory that I've held to my entire life. I think if Qui-Gon had lived, there would not have been a Darth Vader. There would not have been like something would have happened. You know what I mean? I think it would have changed everything because Qui-Gon was what Anakin needed. Yeah. Um, just, Do you think Qui-Gon would have eventually eliminated Palpatine? Um, I th- I don't know. That's the tough one. Um, the real question is, would Qui-Gon have noticed that Palpatine was the problem? Mm. You know what I mean? Because everyone else was yeah. so blindsided by it, um, right. with the exception. Well, and what kind of a pull would he have had if... Exactly. And would they have believed him? confronted anyone about that, yeah. Exactly. You know, that's the other thing, because everyone sees Qui-Gon as this like guy who's... The unorthodox doesn't really listen. Like, all right, it's one of your crazy ideas. I get it. Um, but yeah. you know, in the in the old comics, it was Palpatine who used Qui Gon's death to turn Dooku to the dark side. You know, yeah. so would Dooku have gone to the dark side if Qui Gon hadn't died? I don't know. Yeah. You know, he's the catalyst, man. Um, yeah. So that happens. <laughs> these are these are what take up one hundred percent of my thoughts. Um, yeah. apologies to my wife. I love thinking about the what if, you know? Yeah. yeah because me this too. is such a, a perfectly orchestrated story. Exactly. You know, exactly. and we want it this way, but I love to think about like, oh, okay, what would this have turned into if this one thing had changed? Exactly. And I'm telling you, Qui-Gon's yeah. the key. He's the key. Yeah. But so that's, that's the thing. Um, let's get back to the fight. I know. Guys. Let's get back to the fight. So. Yeah. Yeah, I have, that's what I, was I have that on my app. Uh, on my app, I have that app on my phone. Uh, anyway, um, so they're fighting, and at the same time, uh, Padme shows up on Mustafar. Right? Side note: mm-hmm. I do not like the design of her second ship or third ship. Yeah, weird, like winged-looking side. Th- I don't like it at all. It's weird. Yeah. Anyway, um, so she so she shows up. Anakin's like, "What are you doing here? Like, I'm busy. I'm working." And she's like, "Obi Wan showed me some crazy stuff." It can't be true. Like, I came here because I love you. Like, what's going on? You know, she has her moment. Yeah. And and Anakin's just, like, riding this high of crazy town. You know, he's even got this look in his eye. He's like, it's fine. Like, we're good. We can... Palpatine, I can overthrow him. We could be in charge. Mm-hmm. It's going to be awesome. Like, it's good. I killed... I've killed so many people in the last 24 hours. You have no idea. And she's like, what? You know, she... This is her moment of realization. And another moment that makes me cry. When she's like, you know, yeah. I can't do this. She's like, you know, Obi-Wan was right. You've turned into something, you know. You've gone down a path I can't follow. Breaks my heart because that music really gets me, man. John Williams was like, let's make this really hurt. I was like. <laughs> I know. Let's hurt them. Let's put the knife in and then turn yeah. it, you know. And it, it works for me. Yeah, I cry every time. And then in the midst of this, Obi-Wan shows up and it's like, oh, boy. Oh, no, this isn't good. Anakin's fragile. Yeah. Uh, and then he just goes crazy town, starts seeing red, you know, and he starts choking her. And then Obi-Wan has this badass moment. And uh, yeah. whew, what a powerful scene here right before I the know. fight. And it's so rough. And Ewan McGregor was robbed of an Oscar and Hayden Christensen as well, because they do so much in this scene where like, 
physically too like the actual physical performance of this fight i know everyone likes to go on about you know the kylo and ray fight there's no cuts in that sequence but man this is some serious stuff and they're like climbing up oh yeah structures and swinging off things and kicking each other and agreed this is legit oh dude the episode three duels are some of the best duels in cinema the 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 throne room scene in episode eight is amazing but as far as a duel goes yeah there's a lot of great moves but there's not full-on sequences of battle whereas this is like straight up attack 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 for minutes you know whereas like the praetorian guards have different weapons and there's a lot of pauses in between you look around you get a couple hits then a few locks and this not the same you're talking about two jedi at their peak and also their emotional peak you know and uh dude just so much going on it's so good i think the technical feat of the duel in the last jedi of having one almost seamless um shot is like the impressive part whereas in episode three the actual fight is way more impressive agreed agreed absolutely agreed and it's and it's also it's just a very different kind of fight um you know it's god it's so good it's so good and this moment beforehand you know where where obi-wan is saying like anakin what are you doing like you know my allegiance is to the republic to democracy you know it's like he's still like do you not see what you're doing here you know even at this moment obi-wan's like dude come look at what you're doing you know he's he's trying to turn him at this second when you just saw him choke padme he's like you know you need to let her go he doesn't want to do this and then there's such a great moment you know when obi-wan's like i mean i'll do what i must you know, I, I came here to do a job. Yeah. I You are literally forcing my hand, but I'm not going to let you destroy the galaxy. I can't. Yeah. And then, you know, Anakin's, you will try. And then it's game time. You will That's try. So- <laughs> Got so good. Yeah. And the fight sequence was so good. And the different things they're doing. They're cutting up the hallway on the way. And it's so, ah. Uh, one of the greatest sequences in cinema history. That's why it's my favorite movie of all time. This movie has the most emotion out of any Star Wars movie. There's so much depth. There's so much going on. It's my favorite. I'm hyped now. Uh, so they they yeah. they fight, and um, so we'll go back to uh, Yoda and Palpatine. So they're having this duel in the Senate, which is extremely significant. Like I said before, because you have the the old Republic and then you have the Empire, and that fight is happening as well because of everything that's riding on this. You know, the fate of the galaxy is coming down to these two people. And Yoda knows that. It's a big deal. And then they're just chucking, you know, the Senate pods at each other. And actually, this is not the first time that a uh, giant lightsaber duel has happened in the Senate chambers. In the oh, old EU. Really? Indeed. In the old EU, there was a uh, fallen Jedi named Exar Kun. Mm-hmm. He had a double-bladed blue lightsaber. And he also had a giant battle um, in, in the throne room of the Senate. Interesting. So, yeah, a little fun fact. Look up Popular Exarchoon. spot. Yeah. yeah. Dude, Exarchoon is crazy. Um, that name sounds so familiar. It's huge in the old EU, full on comics and books and stuff. Look at oh, okay. Look him up. It was awesome. So that happened. Um, Yoda and Palpatine have this uh this force lightning moment, which is pretty awesome. I love the shot of Yoda force jumping all the way up, lands in front of him, puts the lightsaber yes. up. It's so cool. So there's so much like Japanese cinema influences in these duels. Yeah. And I absolutely love it because I love 
all that stuff. Um, and then, uh, well, there was a little explosion. Yoda falls down. His robe catches on a hook. And he cheeses it. Little PJs. And his little PJs. This is the part I was excited about. Here we go. Guys. What do you got going on? Can we talk about when he crawls in the little tube? I would love to talk about when he crawls in the little tube. His little butt. His little butt. (laughs) Little Yoda butt. It's so cute. And his little PJs. <laughs> this is, this is literally what I was so excited to talk about. <laughs> I want to talk about episode three because the Yoda butt. I'm in the it. Yoda. I just he's just so cute that I want to squish him Fair. in this scene. Whereas you know usually he's he's cute, but he's like a little creepy cute. But in this scene, he is just like he's so I tiny. Want to squeeze him? Fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm into it. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if anyone made those robes and just walked around celebration like that, if anyone would notice. Like if anyone would recognize who it no, is. No, because nobody would have a butt cute enough to rock it like that. Challenge accepted. <laughs> he is just precious. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is. I can tell you're very uncomfortable right now, so I'll wrap it up. I'm but not- basically... <laughs> I just picture him like I want to know now what Yoda looked like as a little kid. What did his little nighttime pajamas look like? Did they have little starships on them that glowed in the dark? I need to know these things. (laughs) I need to know these things. You know what? There's definitely some sort of fanfic out there, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah. That was not a direction I thought it was going to go in. (laughs) <laughs> you're like, you're like, I'm really excited to talk about him in the tube. I'm like, oh, cool. Like, what are you thinking? Like, the way he's got his communicator there, or like how he crawled, or like where those tubes went. And you're like, no, he's got a cute button in his jammies. <laughs> I just. Fair. I can't argue with it. You're right. Can someone please let me know that I'm not alone in thinking this? Somebody, please let her know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Fair. You know what? I support it 100%. <laughs> I think Rex is agreeing. He's like making little whiny noises right now. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's got a cute butt. I mean, he's it is what it is. He's real tiny, <laughs> and the way that he the way that he crawls is like a baby. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I mean, he's you know over eight hundred years old, but that's cool. <laughs> yeah, Craw- crawling for his life, and you're like, oh look at him, <laughs> look at him crawl, <laughs> little, little guy. Him. Hope he gets out of there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that was that. (laughs) That was a good moment. So uh, from there, (laughs) we're gonna uh, we we go back Obi Wan and Anakin's duel. A lot of things are said. Anakin's eyes are straight up red now. Um, So stuff's pretty real. Uh, Whew! Things are reaching an all time high. And then we get to the you know the faded high ground uh, part. And this is another part where, you know, Obi-Wan is just trying to give him a chance. And be like, I don't want to do this. Tells him, don't try it. You know, he's like, it's, a, it's over, Anakin. I have the high ground. And that's pretty much like, all right, let, look, notice how things are. See where you are. See where I am. Like, there's no way you can win. Let's talk this out. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And Anakin's like, yeah, please. Do you have any idea how many people I've killed in the last 24 hours? Like, I can do things. I can, <laughs> yeah, I've killed children, Obi Wan. All right, that gives yeah. you hops, and yeah. uh, I can I can do things you don't even know, yeah. and uh, well, not so much. 
So Obi-Wan, you know, cuts off the last three remaining living limbs. And then begins the the most heartbreaking scene in all of Star Wars. Uh, makes me cry. Can we every pause single for like two time. seconds before yes, we, we can. get there? Sorry. Yes. I want to talk about something cool before we get sad again. Yes, please. And it's not about their butts. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just love behind the scenes stuff. And I know this is going to sound like common sense to a lot of people, and it is kind of common sense, but you don't think about this when you're actually watching the movie. But <laughs> obviously, when you are watching this sequence, they are getting little pieces of lava poured on them, you know, and yes. it burns their tunics. Absolutely. And I was watching the BTS content again and remembered that they had to change costumes throughout this fight to progressively look more and more burned and weathered and sweaty and gross. And, mm-hmm. and I just think that's so fascinating and same with like their hair and makeup, you know, obviously they're naturally sweating a little bit because this is a very hard routine, but they're mm-hmm. also adding on like a lot of extra gunk <laughs> to yep. when they're like performing this. And I just think that's really cool that they started out with, completely clean normal costumes and then by the end there's like little burns all over it they're tattered they're sweaty you know obviously anakin's is burned yeah but um yeah it's a little off topic thing but i just think that's neat to think about they had to stop pieces of the production to change them and make them ready for the next part of the fight you know agreed and that's one of the greatest things about Star Wars is the level of detail that's still carried out to this day on these new movies. Yeah. You know, it's that it's every little button means something and makes sense. And if it has the right kind of grime, it has the right kind of grime. Like there's no, yeah. there's no cutting corners in Star Wars. Yeah. Which I agree. <sighs> I think it's amazing. It just adds I, to like the realness. Agreed. And I, I've seen the behind the scenes where there's like the rack of the, of yeah. the different tunics. And as you get down the road, they get darker and more burned and more yeah. dirty. Yeah. It's like, where are we at? We're about 10 minutes in. Okay. That would be And this just one. think about the budget for that. I mean, how much did just those cost? Oh, not yeah. including all of the other costumes in the movie. It's like, okay, these, you've got seven or eight of each, not to mention all of the other ones in the beginning of the movie that you have to have several versions just because they get worn out. Absolutely. Absolutely. I always was amazed at the at how they got the tunic. There's, there's what's called tabards. Mm-hmm. You know, the pieces that go over the outer tunic. Oh, I know, uh, Brian. Yeah, it's for the audience. Um, so uh, how they stayed while they were in this massive fight and swinging around and, you know, and I was like, wow, it's amazing. Yeah. And then when the first tunic I ever had made, they were not attached to the outer tunic. Mm-hmm. So I ran into that problem a lot where they would keep falling off my arm while I was dueling yeah. my brother. Yeah, we had little snaps on ours. Smart. We uh, eventually sewed them to the outer tunic. The layer, oh. just just a line, a line across the top at like the seam of the shoulder. Yeah, and hit it that way. Smarty pants. Yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do. You know, not Jedi problems. You country. know, that's right. Not all of us are Trisha Baker. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I agree. I think it's cool. I think it's very cool. You know what I think isn't cool though? What? Heartbreak. Which is what this scene is. <laughs> God. How did you, you feel the very first time you watched this? I cried. I cried real hard. Yeah. It messed me up. I don't know up. if I cried. I don't remember crying in this scene because, you know, I'm oh, a cold-hearted jerk, but... That's true. Oh, man, it is. It is a heavy <laughs> one. This this scene, more than any scene in Star Wars, gets me. Because this really? scene... This scene is the, the moment. This is where Obi-Wan lets it all fly. 
And, you know, the Jedi, a lot of people get on them about the fact that they, like, you know, aren't allowed to feel or anything and blah, blah, blah. And that's, you know, I've said it before in the show. It makes sense. If you can use the force, the amount of destruction at your hand, you can't be feeling emotional. It's like if anyone who's ever taken any kind of martial arts, one of the first things they try to teach you is to control your anger because they're going to teach you to hurt people. You know, yeah. it just, it is what it is. The moves that you're learning can do some serious damage. So they can't have some hothead learning to hurt people better, uh, more effectively, you know? Yeah. And they're not using the force, you know? And, and so I think about like Superman, you know, how lucky that that the DC universe was that Superman was like born in, wasn't born, but he was raised in Kansas by like a nice family. Because if yeah. he'd been born in the wrong part of town with those powers, you'd have to find a way to kill him. He's oh, yeah. Really dangerous. Yeah, You know, so it's, it's a preventative measure to have them try to keep their emotions in check as often as possible. Right. Um, it's not that they can't feel because Yoda obviously feels. When Order 66 is happening, you see pain. It's a little heart. You know, like, the, it's not that they don't feel. It's they're actively choosing yeah. to bottle it's those emotions up because of the things that can come from it. And Anakin's right. a perfect example of what can happen. Yep. That's um, a bottle and- of Coke with some Mentos in it. <laughs> exactly exactly like you ever hear the joke about the irishman who kept his feelings in no so so there was this irishman (laughs) one time and he kept his feelings in for his entire life and then one day he died oh (laughs) that's That's it (laughs) yeah that's it it's like that's what happens it's like you just move on (laughs) you just die yeah and you know you just keep it in and then you keep going it's not the best joke in the world but anyway so (laughs) uh yeah my humor is selective uh, so I'm that's the, sorry, but it's no, okay. no, that's not how it works. Uh, so, so the the scene is is you know, it's the it's the culmination of everything that's been happening. Like Obi Wan's had a really rough couple days, you know. Order sixty six happened. He barely made it out alive. He gets to the ship picked up by Bale. He finds out that oh, all the other Jedi have been killed as well. All your friends are dead, and there's a signal being sent out showing that any friends that of yours that did survive are going to be dead. So you have to risk your life to go change the signal. And then you find out that your best friend, your brother, is the cause of it, who's also killing all these people. And then you see him, and he just choked his pregnant wife to death. And now you're here. And now we're here. And and just the, ah, uh, you are my brother, Anakin. I, I've seen this movie well over 100 times, and I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. And I will cry every single time because you yeah. and McGregor just, he just nailed it you can feel just the ultimate pain and like, you know, he says he loved him. He's like, yeah. you, you acted like I was never there. You never confided in me. Like I was always here for you. And this is what you did. Like you, you were the chosen one. I had everything invested in you. I believed well, and, in you with everything I had. And I think Anakin represents Qui-Gon to Obi-Wan because Obi-Wan wasn't necessarily fond of, Anakin when they first found him and absolutely it wasn't his job to train him at that point and Qui-Gon said you must train the boy so him training Anakin and holding on to that promise is him honoring Qui-Gon and I think through that he learned to love Anakin as almost like a son like I know they call each other brothers but it is also like a father figure oh yeah it also like there's definitely a feeling of failure there because he promised Qui-Gon he would train the boy. You know, so add that yeah. on top of everything. It's like you, 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 this guy who, who you love, who's your brother, 
And now the the job that your master entrusted you with, that happened. You yeah. know, it's like the, the worst moment in Obi-Wan's life is right here. Yeah. And it all comes up and it just, God, it rips my heart in half. Yeah. And every single time I just can't get over it. Uh, and then it can, you know, bites, he bites on fire. <laughs> Yelzy hates him. And then Obi-Wan's like, you know, I, I'm sorry. I, I tried. I tried really hard. And you can tell mm-hmm. Obi-Wan's like, he doesn't come back from that. You know, it's rough. It's rough. But then luckily, you know, he gets away. He picks up Padme. Um, and then Palpatine's like, I got a real bad feeling yep. that, Darth, that, that Darth Vader's in trouble. We should yep. probably go check that out. Yep. Um, so he shows up. He picks him up. Obi-Wan uh, meets up with Bale again and Yoda. And Dude, Bale is such a trooper. Bale's this the poor man. Best. Dude. Has been through hell and back, right? And Risking he's everything, still pulling it together. The ultimate wingman. If you need help, Bale's your guy. He's got you. He's great. I love he his really character is. so much in that book that we read, the uh, Princess Leia, of Princess of Alderaan. Yeah. Oh yes. I love him in that book, and it makes me appreciate him even more in this movie and in Rogue One. Like I already loved him, but same, same. Yeah. I loved him in that. I loved him in Ahsoka. He's just great. Yep. Yep. He's the father of the rebellion. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. I'm so angry. Great. So, you know, Yoda barely gets away with his cute butt. Uh, Obi-Wan barely gets away with a broken heart. And then Padme, uh, she goes into labor. It's baby time. And uh, this is one of those scenes that I talked about when you talk about how deep episode three is. I always bring up this scene. I was like, you want to talk about layers? You want to talk about what's being shown that's so much deeper than what you're seeing on screen? You have Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader, and Padme on the operating table at the same time. Yep. While Anakin Skywalker is literally being like ripped away, you know, pieces of skin mm-hmm. taken off of his body. He's being yeah. rebuilt and put in the suit. Darth Vader is being born. The Empire is being born while the Republic is dying. While mm-hmm. also giving birth to the hope of the galaxy right all at the same time and the music and just the colors and everything that's going on it's just that's why star wars is so beautiful it's poetry man it's so good it's so good it's so deep and uh it's so heartbreaking because you know padme dies i know she dies real bad man and so 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 before when we talked about you know dying of a broken heart right Mm -hmm. i always was like man that sucks because obviously the first thing that you think of is like, well, she has kids now, mm-hmm. you know, live for them like that. You have a reason to go on now, but it's just think about the context, you know, put everything that she's been through, you know, her whole world has completely turned upside down. Like Anakin, mm-hmm. Anakin tried to kill her as far as she knows, yeah. you know, her entire world was him. And uh, well, she'd been hurting for a little bit now exactly. because of everything. Like exactly, and Democracy Anakin was away, and Anakin was away when she found out she was pregnant, and then he came yep. back, and then like everything started quickly going downhill, and she's being betrayed and being lied to, and unsure of their marriage, and like I get it. Yeah, I just it just sucks that that's how her character had to go because I want to view her as something stronger than that. And I know she was still strong and I know that was so much to deal with. I just, I think saying the phrase dying of a broken heart just sounds really 
disappointing when mm-hmm. so many other people in this movie have dealt with so much heartbreak as well and got through it. Sure. And I know it's different. Like she has a she's having at least a child with this guy. She doesn't know she's having two children with this guy. So it makes everything different and more significant. But still, like, it just sucks that she had to die. It definitely does. Because I'm a massive Padme fan, because one of us has yeah. to be. And yeah. uh, <laughs> I, when the, the real world example that I, that I mentioned before, uh, Debbie Reynolds, you know, because Carrie Fisher passed away unexpectedly, very quickly. And then the day after her mom passed away. And I I think about that a lot. It was first brought up, um, I think it was Kyle Newman, actually, uh, on Twitter right after it happened. He mentioned, I think he actually said, the the tweet just said, you know, died of a broken heart. And that was just a crazy thing because Todd Fisher, Carrie Fisher's brother, mentioned that uh, right after Carrie died, uh, all Debbie Reynolds said was, you know, I want to be with Carrie. I want to be with Carrie. That's what I want to do. And then the next day she did. It's a very real thing. It is. And that and that's why, like, you know, I always was like, man, that's really sad. She died of a broken heart. And I never really gave much thought into it because I'm not like, I can yeah. separate, you know, I'm not like, oh, the reality is like, what is a broken heart? And what happens? Because I'm like, I don't know. It's Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, but when that happened in real life, I was like, dude. Yeah. You know what serious. I mean? Like Debbie Reynolds wasn't in the hospital beforehand. You know, she right. wasn't battling a, a, a disease and all this stuff. <laughs> like, her daughter died right. and she lost the will to live. Yeah. And that's a real thing that happened. Yeah. You know, so it, it once that happened since, I was like, wow, okay. It happened in real life. Two, as morbid as it is, like, dude, Carrie Fisher played Princess Leia. This is Princess Leia's mom. Yeah. And Princess Leia's mom in real life died of a broken heart. Ugh. This is crazy stuff. I know. So, yeah, that's, that's how I've come to... It's just... It just sucks. Like, I wish... (sighs) I wish they would have just said that she died from him choking her. Right. Do you know what I mean? Sure. I think it's just that phrase that I don't like because so many other people in the same movie had broken hearts, and I just... I don't know. Sure. Well, that's like when you think about the difference. It's another one of those things that, like, you know, different people handle things differently in the sense that, like... You know, Luke lost a mentor he had for a couple weeks. Leia lost her entire planet, and Leia's the one comforting Luke. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is Luke in any way inferior in the way that he dealt with his minuscule loss compared to Leia, who lost everything she's ever known? But she's she's the the strongest person in Star Wars. (laughs) Oh, ever. Absolutely. 100%. But then it also is like if Anakin had killed Padme, if she died from her injuries, would you feel any sympathy at all toward Anakin, knowing that he chokes Padme to death? Oh, no, I don't feel sympathy for Darth Vader. And at that point, he is Darth Vader. Agreed. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Like, I feel sympathy for his path leading up to his fall. And after that, after he has fallen... Yeah, then it's... It it sucks and it's sad. He shouldn't have choked her to begin with, but he still did. And regardless of of whether she died from that or not... I don't like him choking her and I don't feel sorry for that situation. I feel sorry for her obviously, but I don't feel any pity for him because he made that choice. And even though technically they said that didn't kill her. Sure. He still shouldn't have done it. You know, I I, I 100% agreed, but it's like when the redemption comes around, would you be feeling it 
if you like Darth Vader, you know, when he first gets up from the table, the first thing he's asked is, you know, how's Padme? Where's Padme? Is she safe? You know, yeah. and he's like, oh, no, man, you 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 killed her. And he's like, what? Yeah. No, definitely not. I felt her. She was alive. I know for a fact she was mm-hmm. still alive. You mm-hmm. know, so there's still even waking up from that suit. He's still thinking he's like, thinking oh, it could still her. work out. You yeah. know what I mean? He's like, she's safe. OK, cool. Let me go talk to her and I can explain this. Yeah. You know, and that and that's why I have any I have pro, I have problems defining where the hard line is for Anakin and Vader for me personally because mm-hmm. Vader is a a lifelong self-inflicted punishment that Anakin Skywalker puts on himself. Mm-hmm. You know, he looks for ways to punish himself for what happens for the rest right. of his life. And I feel like after he realizes Padme is dead, uh that's pretty much it. He goes, "Okay, Anakin Skywalker is gone." You know, like I am Darth Vader now until the end of forever. There is no good in me anymore. I yeah. will pay for this for the rest of my life. Like there's a conscious decision of like, uh, like, like, uh, beating himself up. You know what I mean? And it's, uh, that's why I have it hard to find because even then it's still Anakin reaching out and being like, where's Padme? Is she okay? You know? So I don't know. It's a rough one. It's a rough one to decide. It's a rough scene. Um, and the fact that he gets off the operating table and she does not in the same way that the Republic dies and the empire is reborn and takes over the galaxy. Uh, this My heart hurts. Yeah, Can know. we talk about the part that you're probably excited to talk about? Yes. That's why we go for we it. We have to. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> we have to end on a high note, I guys. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's th- that, that's the thing with Star Wars. It's in Rogue One as well. We're going to murder all the good guys, have there be like all these people left. But check this little thing out. <laughs> We're going to end on a high note. Yes. Thank God. <laughs> Except this is like a, this is like a, like a half high note for me because of what was supposed to be. Um, so when uh, Yoda, there's a scene where Yoda is meditating. Okay. This is before we're backing up a little bit before the fights. Yoda's meditating and Bale walks in and he's like, Hey, we found Obi-Wan, right? There was a scene written there. Okay. Yoda was communing with Qui-Gon Jinn. This was a very big moment for me. A very, very big moment for me. Um, they wrote it out. They were going to film it. And then Liam Neeson got into a motorcycle accident and couldn't do it. What? That's why they didn't do it? That's I didn't happened. know that. That's what happened. Yep. That's just life what? kicking me while I'm down. Oh, man. I had no idea. This is what I mean when I say I have horrible luck in life. I'm like, things just don't work out for Bless your little luck. heart. This is what happens to me. This is my life, Savannah. Anyway, so I'm over it. I'm over it. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, I'm fine. Sad. We're fine. You know, we're all fine. How are you? Uh, so, <laughs> yes. So that was supposed to be a Qui-Gon scene in episode three. It didn't happen because fate is not kind to me. Anyway, so Aww. Yoda has this moment with Obi-Wan. And he goes, you know, what are we going to do? This mm-hmm. is not good. Uh, Palpatine won. I got to go into exile because I failed and I got to figure this out. Um, we're the last two Jedi as far as I know. And the Jedi have to survive. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a very, very, very important, very big deal. Like that's why I get really upset when people are like, "Oh, the Jedi just need to go away." I'm like, "You shut your mouth, heathen." Um, <laughs> they're very important. <sighs> anyway, without the Jedi, you get an empire. So, uh, so he's like, "All right, we got to get going." Um, also, what are we gonna do with the babies? We got to split them up yep. because we, yep. if the off gotta chance they find one, we gotta exactly, exactly. And Bale's gotta like, keep it hit. Gotta, gotta keep it. That's right. Is it secret? 
is it safe? I love, <laughs> I love Lord of the Rings, guys. Uh, so, uh, so Bale is like good guy Bale over here. Uh, my wife and I always talk oh, about yeah. adapting, um, which is beautiful. Aww. Which is beautiful, and he goes, "I love that." Bale's just the best. He really is. That's also a huge responsibility to take oh, yeah. when you realize that the galaxy is screwed. Exactly. As the galaxy is <laughs> And this is just the beginning of it. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's... And you're just like, oh, well, let's just tack on a kid while we're at it, you know? Exactly. And the fact that Bale is such a public figure. Right. You know, everybody He's knows very... Bale Organa. He's very well known in the Senate, you know? Yeah. Even in the Empire times. Like, people know who yep. Bale is. You know, read Ahsoka. Like, they're really big into that. We're like, he's got to keep it kind of shy. You know, they have secret parties that are actually meetings in Princess uh, yeah. at Leia Valderon. At Leia, mm-hmm. Princess of Valderon. Um, like, Bale's, Bale's legit. Bale is legit like a super spy by the end. Um, it's yeah. awesome. So he takes he takes Leia, brings her back home to Brea. Uh, we get to see Alderaan, which is great. For like two and a half seconds. Come on, guys. Give us more. And then Yoda's like, we need to go to Tatooine, drop the boy off with his other family because I know they got family there. And Obi-Wan's like, all right, I'll, I'll take care of him and watch over him. Aww. He's all right, cool. Also, fun fact, been talking to your old buddy um, and he mentions uh, Obi-Wan's like, oh, Qui-Gon, which is exactly what I said. Yeah. I was like, oh, Qui-Gon, yeah. except much louder and more excited. And he goes, you know, he's come back from the netherworld of the Force, which is a big deal. Because I've always said Qui-Gon's the greatest Jedi of all time. Yep. And this is the this is the talking point that I always bring up. For over a thousand generations, the Jedi were guardians of peace and justice in the galaxy. A thousand generations, and you know who the first one to figure out how to become one with the Force was? Qui Gon Jinn. In a thousand generations, thousand generations, he figured it out. He was the first one to realize it. He's been teaching Yoda for a long time, and then he teaches Obi Wan. We need a movie on that. I. Okay, I'm not going to say that I would kill someone for it because that can be used in court. But I very much would like to see that movie. <laughs> I will pay any amount of money. I'm not e- so I don't like paying, you know, 11, 12, 13, whatever the amount of money it is for a movie ticket. I will pay a a lot of money that I probably don't have. So see. you would rob a bank for this. I'm not going to say that because it can be used in court. But I will say I will come up with money that I might not have. Come up with the funds. That's that's why, and we, we talk about this probably too much, you know, a couple years ago when the first Kenobi rumor came out, I didn't Aww. handle it well. You need to I share the link to that video one day. I, I probably should. I deleted that old YouTube channel, but I re-uploaded that video uh, mm-hmm. a bit ago when we started talking about it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um. I did. I have to be careful when I get excited because I get very, very hyped. I'm I an know. excitable person, I know. and the idea of an Obi Wan movie where we might get—I don't even care if it's Qui Gon's voice. Really don't. Really don't. I will pay all what you need for it. So <laughs> give me, give me Qui Gon, even as a voice. I don't even care. And then yeah. Master and Apprentice came out uh, by Claudia Gray in the yeah. From a Certain Point of View book, and he figured out how to materialize. Mm-hmm. I know it isn't canon, but I don't care. Let's figure this out, story group. Um, so yes, he goes, he, uh, he, we, we see Owen and Baru, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. The same, uh, actor and actress from episode two. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. And then we get the twin sons. Yep. They go up and then Obi-Wan's like, here we go. Here we go. We're That's, doing this. I got to watch over my... this kid for the rest of my life until I die. Exactly. And so my watch begins. 
And, uh, how amazing. I love how it ends on the twin sons. Right? Because that just signifies hope. It does. It does. Twin sons are very significant. Yep. So that's episode three. I feel hurt in my heart. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I was hoping to feel a little bit more joy at the end of this, but man, that was a rough one. And we couldn't even like summarize how we felt about it in words. It was just a lot of. <sighs> yeah, it it breaks my heart, man. And that's why I, I that's why I always tell people when they're like, oh, what's your like, you know, everyone wants to rank the movies. Right. Which is cool. Do what you do, man. Uh, nothing will ever be better than episode three for me. It's just, I don't think it's possible. I, I really don't. Even when, if I absolutely love the movie, it's great. It will not be at episode three for me. Because episode three, I always say, was the perfect final piece. Because, you know, we only it was only one through six at the time. And I loved four, five, and six. I loved one and two. And I was like, how are you going to bridge these two? And there's no way you're going to do it right. Because there's yeah. so much writing on it. And they did it perfectly. Absolutely perfect. There's not a single thing that uh, I, I don't, that I'm not into. In There's three. so wow. We're at the end of our whole prequel series. Can you believe that we made we're it through? At the end. I can't believe you let me drive for episode three. What were you thinking? I kind of had to. I don't think I was prepared <laughs> to lead this crusade. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. But I think overall, for our whole prequel defense force theme, mm-hmm. I think we have realized. And I mean, we've always known this. It's not that we've realized it, but we've shared that the work and the time and the story writing in these movies are far beyond what most production companies are capable of doing even to this day. Like, Absolutely. You can say what you want about the prequels. You can dislike them. You can say that they didn't meet your expectations all those years ago, whatever. Mm-hmm. Your opinion is your opinion. Indeed. But- the technological feats that they accomplished when making these movies from Jar Jar to all the CGI stuff in episodes two and three is mm-hmm. incredible. Absolutely. And all of the amazing intricate models and all of that, like there was just so much work put into these movies. Oh yeah. They are legit like pioneers. There was so much done in these movies that had not been done before. You know, they were done just because they did. Like, George could. You know, the fact yeah. that he didn't even make the prequels until he did because the technology hadn't caught up with his ideas yet. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. It is Aren't you so happy novel. that he made these movies? The, oh, the dude. Dude. Yes. Like, seriously. I don't even know. What, like, it's to the point where even if we had the original trilogy, but we did not have the prequels, I honestly would not probably be a Star Wars fan because the prequels shaped my childhood, which led to the Clone Wars, which led to me being a crazy Star Wars fan. You know, like right. the prequels, everyone wants to say, oh, yeah, kids love the prequels because they grew up with them. Well, yeah, but this is like a huge part of our lives and we wouldn't be the people we are today without them. Absolutely. It's half of the story. That's what I always tell people. Like there are people who, I mean, they call themselves purists, you know, that they only like episodes four, five, and six. And I was like, Lawrence Kasdan. It's like, here's the deal. I understand what you're saying, but when we talk about how many Star Wars movies, if you're like, how many Star Wars movies do you like? They say three. If there's six of them, you're only getting half the story. You know, that was something that like, I, if you don't like the prequels, totally cool. Art is relative. Uh, if it's not for you, it's not for you. Yeah. 
but you're missing out on a significant portion of the story that you say you like. You know, it's it's you're really losing out because you have so much that you're not enjoying. And yeah. so I've always and it felt that way. The story and like enhances it so much. Yeah. You have to watch the Exactly. Dude, Obi-Wan. you don't have to appreciate them as much as we do, but you have to, if you want to understand and truly enjoy the story of Star Wars, you have to watch the prequels. Yes. If you want the full story of what's going on, if you're cool with just part of it, by all means do you. But when Obi-Wan when Ben is talking to Luke and he's talking about his father and he mentions the Clone Wars for a second, that line is all you're going to get. But if you go back yeah. and you watch the prequels and you watch the Clone Wars, like you know what he's talking through because you've been through it as well. There's right. so much you're missing out by dismissing the prequels. And uh, yeah. dude, they're so good. They're so good. People, I've always said review and review. Watch something and then make your own opinion. The fact yeah. that it's become colloquial to be oh, you like Star Wars? Cool, yeah. But the next thing out of the average person's mouth is, but not the prequels. I think we yeah, need to change that. Just drop that garbage, guys. Yeah, here at the it's prequel defense force. Unnecessary. <laughs> yes, and here at the prequel defense force, we uh, we say especially the prequels because mm-hmm. they're awesome. Yeah. They're so good. I adore the prequels. Yeah. They're so good. Are you uh, are you prepared to close the show, even though you don't have show notes to indicate who all of our awesome patrons are? Of course, I am. Okay. So, <clears throat> um, everyone, friends, listeners, other people named Brian, I hope you've enjoyed our prequel Defense Force series. I hope you've enjoyed the final episode of the episode three prequel Defense Force of the Dorky Dude Show. Uh, you can follow us online. You can follow me at Jedi Brian everywhere. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, all that stuff. Um, check out the interesting podcast. If you liked this, you would probably like that as well. And got a lot of really cool Star Wars guests coming on very soon. I guarantee you'll like them. Uh, check those out. A new Patreon-only show coming soon. May or may not be featuring another person here. Uh, Savannah, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Facebook and Twitter at the Dorky Diva, and I'm also on Instagram at the dot dorky dot diva, and my website is thedorkydiva.com. Yeah, and I think that's it. And uh, also go to you know iTunes, give us a five star rating, share the episode if you enjoyed it, let people know that you are a member of the Prequel Defense Force. We have merchandise uh, on the internet. Where can they find that? Yep, you can find that if you go to thedorkydiva.com at the very top of the website. There's a button that says shop, and it'll take you right to our Tee Public store. Boom! Tee Public, wear it on your shirt, on your stickers, everywhere. They have coffee mugs, they have notebooks, they have phone cases, they have bags, they have wall art. Everything you want with the Prequel Defense Force logo or our show logo, you can get it yeah and when we do the meetup at celebration next year you might want to wear it just saying everybody better be wearing shirts little guys. tiny little tiny head and toe. you know what we might be giving away some shirts yeah. you never know who knows the the, the, yep. the possibilities are limitless and a special thank you to our patrons who savannah is going to name off right now are you kidding me <laughs> you're driving i don't have the list <laughs> Let me pull it up. I can't believe Oh man, you. I thought I had it. You don't have the list in front of you. You're the show notes person. 
There's no notes to show. I know. <laughs> Let me pull it up. Uh, Hang on. I'm leaving this in. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> I will cut it out. No. All right. Our amazing patrons are Alex, Amanda, Anthony, Ben, Brian, Chris, Daz, Daryl, Enrique, Florian, Jamie, Jen Marie, Jim, Kristen, Michael, Cherie, Tom, and Sherry. Woo! Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's that that's that support that we're looking for <laughs> that I totally had in front of me. Um yeah, so that was that. We uh, hope you have enjoyed this series. I've had a good time. I've had a great time. Good. I've had a great time. And I'm just going to go ahead and say this now. I don't even know if we've talked about this yet, but we're definitely going to be talking about The Clone Wars next, uh, both the movie and the television show. Um, and we're going to be talking about it in a very similar style as Prequel Defense Force. We will post more details on that in the weeks to come. But um, we're really excited about that. And thank you all for such awesome feedback about this series. This was something different from what we usually do. I honestly didn't know how people would react. And we got really good responses to this. So thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you. It means a lot because I was nervous. Ain't going to lie. But it's been cool. It's been real cool. I'm sad to see it end. No, I'm sad. So too. next time we're gonna do okay. prequel defense force episode one again. Whoop whoop. Yeah. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> prequel defense force episode one again. Oh my yeah. gosh. That's how you that's how you end a podcast. <laughs> so uh until, until next time, friends. May the force be with you. May the force be with you. Uh-